Five on five in five. It is Wednesday, November 15th. Stephen Kelly Fletcher here with you once again for the episode. Lots of big headlines happening all across our region, but we do have to start with another day of fantastic weather that we're going to have before the big change comes, which I'm really hoping not to talk about, but eventually we're going to have to. Yeah. I mean, we know it's coming. However, we have been hashtag blessed with this weather lately. It's been a while since you've probably heard that because I'm old and don't have any new jokes, but um, more of the same. So 65 degrees high today, no chance of rain. Awesome. Cool overnight again in the 30s. Tomorrow gets close to 70, probably not quite to 70. And then the changes move in Friday. We will get some rain, not like downpour, crazy, miserable situation. But yes, the rain is back bringing in, uh, well, the cold front's bringing the rain. I need to I'm not a meteorologist. Randy Rico is a meteorologist. <laughs> I am not a meteorologist. Uh, but the cold front ushers in the rain. That's one cold front. The next one will come on Tuesday of next week, so be mindful of that. Um, the weekend looks pretty good, though, I would say. I mean, considering the circumstances, considering it's you know late fall now, I guess we could say, uh, I think people are enjoying having the sunshine in the afternoon. Yes, we have about five, maybe six weeks left of fall before Fall, fall always feels like the shortest season for some reason. It does, because like the summer really creeps into the beginning part of fall, and then winter just kind of smacks you on the other side of it. When everyone complains, we don't have any fall. This is fall. If Welcome you are to it. If you are looking for it, or you're going to be the person that goes, we didn't have a fall at all. We went right from summer to winter. No, here it is. This is fall. I don't... I, you can tell I, for some reason, am very irritated by that, and I don't understand why. You stand on that hill and you I, yell. I just exposed myself. Yell, yell so. louder. <laughs> All right, let's get to our headlines. Five on five in five. Five stories on Channel 5 in about five minutes. Fletcher, our first headline. Yes, our first headline. Tragedy striking in central Ohio yesterday. Six people have died and over a dozen injured after a five-car crash that included a semi-truck and a charter bus carrying high school students uh, outside of Columbus yesterday morning awful situation and i think i think what resonates with a lot of people in this is so many of us have been on a school trip we've been on a charter bus we've been with a group of friends from some organization heading somewhere and there's this kind of perceived sense of security even though you know you are on a highway or an interstate um, that you're just not thinking about. So for this to happen, uh, the group was traveling to Columbus. They were going to be performing actually for the Ohio School Board Association. Uh, they did not make it there. Three of those people who died were students, a 15-year-old, two 18-year-olds, and then three other people who died were actually in a passenger van, but that van was with the bus, and they were parents and educators. So uh, just so heartbreaking, so scary. Uh, five total vehicles involved. So we had the bus, the semi that they say crashed into the bus, the two pass, uh, the passenger van, two passenger vans rather, and then an additional commercial vehicle. Um, the NTSB will be out there investigating today. That's the today angle of what's going on. Uh, but the road, both directions reopened. Um, the direction that it happened and opened actually only about midnight last night. So it was closed for the majority of yesterday. But yeah, a devastating wall. I'm sure see a lot more from the community of Tusky Valley showing their support for those families and the lives lost. Yep, held a vigil last night, um, and we're expecting another press conference sometime this afternoon once uh, some more of that federal investigation uh, is able to be done today. And that crash happening uh, in Etna, Ohio, on I-70. Uh, our second story this morning, several streets remain shut down in downtown Cincinnati uh, to protect drivers from bricks that continue or could be continuing to fall from over 500 feet in the air. Yeah, one lady got an up-close encounter with uh, one of those bricks when it fell through her back windshield while she was driving. Dri- 
driving. Very lucky that she wasn't injured, but uh, streets are still closed down there because they're trying to make sure this does not happen again. I know the city's trying to put some nets up. They're trying to analyze. Uh, the bricks are more going to be coming down, but still right now, 5th Street between Race and Vine, and then Vine Street between 4th and 6th are closed. Um, our Brian Hamrick was all over that story. I think they're going to try to put some scaffolding up down below so you can still walk through that area, but still no timetable of when that'll be complete or when the city says, yes, it's safe to drive down these roads or even walk down these roads, but uh, definitely uh, terrifying to you know, there could be a brick coming down from up there. So hopefully they get that situation fixed and resolved so people can go about their daily business because a lot of people will use that area to walk around, especially with Fountain Square not far from there. Yes, this is, of course, the city's iconic Karoo Tower. Um, officials believe the bricks were dislodged during some rehab work uh, on the tower to repair loose bricks. So a little bit of morbid irony there that you're working to fix the problem, and then that winds up, of course, creating a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our third story this morning, uh, Cincinnati leaders continuing to urge the city's gun owners to take extra precaution when it comes to their firearms. We had a really fun, uh, I don't know fun's the right word, but a really lively demonstration in our morning show from Meredith Stutz on this issue. It's a very interesting conversation to be having. So they have found that a very significant portion of the guns used or stolen, recovered rather, um, have been from people and people leaving their guns in cars. Um, now the conversation is around kind of who does that responsibility lie with. Uh, obviously, a criminal is taking that gun from your car because it's your possession. They are taking it. But if the car is unlocked, you did not securely stow or secure that gun. Does responsibility fall then on the gun owner? And that was the conversation had at Cincinnati City Council. Scotty Johnson getting you know, pretty passionate about the conversation saying, I think if a gun that you had in your car is stolen, it also should fall on the gun owner, is what he was saying, uh, to face potential charges. So uh, there was certainly a spirited conversation about it, I would say, on if that's the right answer. But uh, yeah, Meredith kind of walking us through what people are looking for. They're walking by, they're seeing if a door handle is unlocked, and immediately that is what they're looking for. Yeah, just that easy. They can grab it. They're in your glove box. They're in the middle compartment, and then they're off and your side door. Not going off. I feel like that's yeah. where I have heard those people people say that they have kept those before. Yeah, so it's right there on plane. And the, the, the stats Meredith gave this morning about what 650 have been reported stolen from about 300 incidents, but only about 90 of them have been recovered. So that's a lot of guns yeah. that have been stolen that are still out on the street. So just first things first. Lock your gun up, be a responsible gun owner, and then we'll see uh, if the council or state or anybody can do anything to uh, keep them being stolen. And much like we heard after the press conference following the West End shooting earlier this month, uh, Cincinnati Police Chief uh, Terry Thiege again saying Cincinnati Police has free gun locks uh, and gun safes for owners to use. So if you don't have one and you need one, the department will uh, issue those for you. Our fourth story this morning, a heartfelt reunion almost four months since a baby stopped breathing in Green Township. His family was reunited with the emergency responder who helped save his life. It's just the importance of knowing CPR. Mom was able to step in, start CPR when she noticed her baby was not breathing, called 911, and then first responders were able to get there, continue CPR until they got that baby to the hospital. I guess he coded four times at the hospital. So um, just the fact that she knew enough to get things started save that baby's life then of course the first responders doing what they do on top of that so no cpr get the training you do not know whether you're in a grocery store whether you're in a church whatever function you may be at you might be called in 
to help save a life. So uh, so happy for that family to see the re reunification between the first responders and her family. It's a very special story. And finally, closing us out today, uh, the Bengals on the prowl, but a bit banged up. Ten players on the injury list that was released yesterday, uh, just over or just under 48 hours before their Thursday night matchup with Baltimore tomorrow night. Uh, headlining that list is Trey Hendrickson, who was a limited participant in practice yesterday, a bit of a surprise after reportedly hyperextending his knee in the closing seconds of the loss to Houston. T. Higgins and Sam Hubbard also remain on the injured list, also remain sidelined in practice. Um, so we'll see if any of those guys make a miraculous uh, availability stretch or availability status change uh, today and into tomorrow, but it's not looking good um, for a couple of key pieces to the Bengals. Yeah. Not a must-win game, but oh, it's, it's a the closest no, thing no, no. you can get it to a must-win game. It is a must-win game. You are at the bottom of the AFC North. You cannot afford to go to 0-4. Well, it's, if you want to win, if you want a third straight division title, yes, must yes. win. For Play, playoffs, playoffs, it's like yes. the game before the must win, but that's different <laughs> different conversation. Let's just win them all, and then I'll worry <laughs> yeah, about the rest of There you of go. <laughs> if you win every game, you don't have to worry you about it. You don't have to worry about it. It's just that simple. All right, that's all we have for 5 on 5 in 5. We will be back tomorrow. That's Fletcher. That's Kelly. I'm Steven. We'll see you.